0: Yo, people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my bro, Shea Facey. How are you, brother? Oh, good, bro. You? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm glad to have you on here, man.
1: Good to be on, bro. Good to be on
0: love that love that so me and shay basically grew up playing against each other he was at city and i was at united so so there was always that natural rivalry between us playing against each other in every age group as well it was actually like like even now thinking back now and what makes me laugh is like in the changing room before the games against you, like we'd be like yo is shay going to play is shay playing tomorrow it's shame for you tomorrow. Because he was always because you always like um like played with the old age groups in it. So yeah. we were always yeah. like, oh is she gonna and obviously like in Manchester it's small, in it? So people mm. knew knew your guys yeah. and like we'd know yeah. people went to the same schools and that. So it was like it was like yeah. funny, funny to think back to that time and be like, yo, yeah, shake, shape, mad. But it's just funny how things work out and like you grow up and And actually my dad introduced us to each other as well. And over the years we built a friendship Mm -hmm. and we always have deep conversations. Hmm. And that's why I'm actually excited about this one because today I want the listeners to hear our conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And -hmm. it's like, and I know like how much you're, you're into all your personal development and stuff like that, but how did, it, how did it start for you? How did that personal development journey actually start for you? Um, i
1: pretty much say, um, to give you an age, probably about 17, 18. Um, so I've been on it for quite a few years now. But probably got introduced to it by my brother. Um, he was sort of big into his spirituality and his personal development as well. So... Um, sort of would would give me a few um sort of things to get on with or books to read or uh, videos to watch on youtube and stuff like that and um, i think he just recognized that i needed a bit of help um, just with me as a character and um, from like quite an early age and with him recognizing that he obviously being my brother tried to help me and then from then i just sort of took it and ran with it really mm-hmm. not
0: look back no, since he- yeah, no, nah, it's, it's interesting. And obviously I, I kind of know your story also with it. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting. Like like you say, like you had your brother there to kind of um, help you through that situation. Also like guide you through that situation.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, because obviously he's into it all and he's like trying to make you aware of certain things and aware of your, your mind and how you think. And like, you know, you go back to saying that you needed it. Like, why, why do you feel like you needed it?
1: Um, I think I was, I was getting into a bit of, a bit of bother. I won't say trouble because I wasn't, I wasn't troublesome. I wasn't a bad behaved kid. Um, but there was just sort of situations that was happening, especially within football, um, where I was sort of not listening as much as I should have been or, um, yeah, just pretty much not doing what I was told at the at, at the time I was being told, and then just thinking I knew better, and then sort of um, being a bit grumpy, maybe um, mood swings, all that kind of stuff. So, um, oftentimes when you're when you're in those um, when you're in those emotional states, like you can't often recognize them. So I think obviously my brother looking outside in on me was able to see it, and then like I said, he helped me out.
0: So. Yeah. Nah, that's good, man. That's good. And and was there also like a specific time that you felt like, like, this was so hard for me? Like, obviously, you, you say that you were that you went through some things, and you, and it was like a difficult, like you went through difficult moments. But was there like a specific one that really does stand out for you? Um,
1: moment. To be honest, it was more for me when. Um, Sort of times in training, i say it was around 18, 17, 18.
0: Where were you at City
1: at the time? Yeah, I was at Man City at the time. And I was just finding this sort of like not being able to control my emotions. And especially in times when um, things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. So whenever I was sort of faced with disappointment in training or um, things that were out of my control sort of got the better of me and sort of worked against me negative in a negative way um, and then that led to me on two occasions being actually sent out of training so I wasn't allowed to train so for any young footballer or for any footballer at all like you know rule number one is like you cannot get sent out of training because that's just complete you must have done something that's completely disrespectful or wrong for that to happen and then the consequences as a result of it are obviously not good it, it was like I remember I couldn't play um, a game against Tottenham, first game of the year. And in that game, like Harry Kane ended up playing um, loads of big plays for Tottenham. And I I remember just being devastated. And I was one of two players that got sent in. And um, funnily enough, I won't mention the the player's name, but you know him as well. And we had very kind of similar, um, excuse me, we had similar like uh, personalities, like, laid back and sort of didn't listen too well and stuff like that so yeah it was obviously a bit of a problem and that that I would say was like the first initial time where I become sort of aware of it and was like this can't this can't happen anymore so from then on um, just began to take it serious and I had a lot of help not just from my brother but people within City helped me as well so that was that was good
0: yeah and it's like as you as you say like you were focusing on the things that you know you can't control like mm-hmm. it's like things that things from on the outside like like as footballers you know you worry about everything and it's like you can't even control the coach you can't control the decisions that you make so why are you making it a priority to you mm-hmm. you know all you can focus on is do it, is is doing your best doing whatever you can do in your in your situation to be the best person that you can be and then at the end of the day if that coach doesn't Respect it. He will see it. He will see it. He will end up Have He will see it. And if he doesn't respect it, then the next person will. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's how I see it. And then you have to be so consistent with that also, where it's like... But also, what I want to ask you is, back then, what was your thought process? You know, when you did get sent in, like, what were you, what were you thinking back then? Yeah, I knew I'd
1: done wrong because it was just like, you know wrong is wrong so i knew i was aware when i was wrong i was never sort of in denial about the fact that you know something that i don't or i would never sort of um uh, you know say it wasn't it wasn't my fault or anything like that i would own the mistake that i made and i think that was something that sort of gave me a bit of hope because a lot of people when they when they make a mistake they don't often want to own up to it and that can be a problem that just leads on and and just gets worse and spirals out of control so I knew when I made a mistake and then yeah it was just it was just I knew I couldn't do it again and that
0: yeah, that yeah, yeah. for me so it was like a light switch moment where it was like yeah to be fair this has got to change like I cannot afford to do this anymore like obviously at that time you're at City 18 years old you're trying to break into the first team and these situations, these things are just holding you back from getting there.
1: Absolutely, and that's, yeah. Like that's, yeah. And when that's you what I'm around, hearing from you. When you look around, like, if you sort of look at the people that you're aspiring to be like or get to the level of the people within the first team, those situations don't happen. So it's just like, you know, for you for you to be able to step into that environment, that's something you have to get rid of and it's like, something that you don't even want people to find out because it's just embarrassing and then you know it would only hold you back because somebody will have a certain opinion of of you as a person from that one incident um which anybody Mm -hmm. can have a bad day but you just can't let it spiral to the extent of where
0: people hold that opinion about you Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah and it's also what i want to say from this also it's like football's a small world coaches speak to each other you know like yeah. so that guy that sent you in he's probably still in the industry he's still saying that shit oh he's got a fucking up. you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and that's the yeah. sort of thing that can actually hold you back from getting that move from getting because mm. coaches are going to call that next coach and that coach is going to speak to the players and then so it's like it's that that it's that circle of obviously the coaches that are gonna get you in are gonna yeah. do their homework also
1: absolutely yeah um and at the time especially as a young lad I don't think that's something that you're aware of and I think it just comes mm-hmm. down to being aware being aware of what you can control what you can't control being aware of, of um, your emotions
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then being aware of the consequences if that's what you're going to do if that's the action you're going to yeah. do <laughs> you know that just, is the just know like you said people are going to speak and I think we can be gullible as young people sometimes and just oblivious to what's going on around us and just we just don't think at times. And I think that's sort of the mindset I was in at that stage. Um, So like you said, it was definitely a a a light bulb moment for me.
0: Yeah, man, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. But then so then like it got to a point where you were obviously like on the fringe of the first team, you were training with them every day. Like, how was that process for you? Because obviously you come in, you've played at every age group and now you're actually there. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, wow, all that hard work that you've put in from going into all them age groups and going on to that next level, going on to scholarship, you know, and now mm. you're actually where you, where you are. How was that step for you?
1: Yeah, it was just like a natural progression, really. Um, mm. I think when you look at back like you said, when you're a scholar, you aspire to be a professional. Then when you're a professional, mm. you obviously aspire to be in the reserves, play well. And then it's just it's just a natural progression, is it? Isn't it? And it it happens so sort of yeah. gradually that you, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's not like you end up there with them and you sort of freeze and you, you can't believe it. You sort of know yeah. you're getting nearer and nearer to that time. So yeah. um, training with them was just unbelievable. But
0: yeah, um, being with the first team and obviously like yeah. like you're playing with some big names, you're being with some big players, and it's like some players you know like you feel like they, it's like pressure mm. you know it's like a lot of pressure as a young kid to actually be like whoa like I'm actually here now like everything I've worked for I'm now here like sh-. and then they're like they're not really free when they're training you know yeah. like you can see, you can see yeah, kind of guys yeah. and it's like for you that's why I wanted to know like for you like how it kind of was because obviously I know your character I know how you are and it's yeah. like you still stood up to them, you know what I mean? You were still yeah, like yeah. The, the character and still you. That's yeah. what I'm feeling from you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, hit the nail on the head. I wasn't phased by any means. Like, I may have been a bit phased or a bit nervous, which is normal. Obviously, nerves is good if you can control them. And I think I managed to do that well. And, th- and then my reserve manager at the time, um, he would sort of make me aware that I was training with them. Sort of like the day before or early in the morning when I got in. So it wasn't a shock. So I think it was like sort of, it was good from the coaches really that day. Um, you know, they sat me down before and then they would just say, just enjoy yourself. Like it wasn't like you have to do well. There was no pressure put on me from anybody. It was just go and enjoy yourself. That's it. You train with the first team today. Just have fun. And that's what I've done really. It was just like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? When you think about yeah, it, it's sick, um, it's but, sick. yeah, definitely been, I didn't get let nerves get the better of me or who I was training with or anything like that. Um, yeah, you must be you, don't you?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and certain
1: and managers liked it at the time.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. And also that it's good that the coach has actually prepared you before that as well. Like it's like yeah. not just going to be a shock. It's like, oh mm-hmm. shit, suddenly now I have to like switch it on. You know what I mean? It's like, now it's like, he's prepared, he's already prepared your mind from the day before or or like in the morning, he's like, yo, Shay, just so you know, you know, today, you you got, you're in the first team. That's that's good to hear though, man. But then, but then, so, so you're at City and then you actually went to the MLS to New York City. Mm -hmm, That's right. And how was, how was your experience there? Because it's like, the MLS is like now really getting to to a really serious league. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like somewhere where players actually actually in there to move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so how was that?
1: It was good. It was unbelievable. It was, it was uh, my first time sort of playing professional um, in a team and in a league where you played for points and it was mm. serious. There was, there was things on the line. There was a, a a title to be won our cup, as we'd say. Um, but yeah, everything was that bit more serious and TV was there every week and just a few more pressures than than what I was having at under-23s level. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of just took to it, really. I just grasped it and, yeah, done really well. I ended up playing about 24 games. Um, and yeah, we, we didn't do great as a team, but for me personally, as a player, I just thought, I grew as a, as a person and then obviously as a player I obviously grew um, playing in front of big crowds um, import, big important games derbies stuff like that um, yeah 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 and obviously being at such a young age it was um, yeah it was just and also team.
0: playing with some top guys though like Frank Lampard at the time like big players were there
1: but yeah definitely Frank, there was Andrea Perlo and there was David Villa Um Yes. So that's actually yeah. mad. Man. It was just—it's just like a dream team, isn't it? Apart from how I was yeah,
0: playing, yeah. So. Manstead about playing, <laughs> how Hopping it compare <laughs> in that scene? Just one-two, lad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: mad. He was playing with Nesta, He was playing with Nesta and that, and I was playing with Shafee. Like, oh. <laughs> nah, was, that is sick, bro. Nah, but it was good, man. It was good, like, but one, like again, you just take things in your stride, don't you? don't take them for granted. You definitely do not take them for granted, but you just sort of soak it in and just run with it
0: yeah but there's also a different side to it because obviously it's the first time you're moving from home yeah like you're actually going to america like how was that how was that side of it how was your outside of football how was that
1: yeah it was good um well missus moved with me at the time um so that helped a lot and then the mm-hmm. club were, were really good actually in new york city because they um, they gave me a, a flight allowance, so they allowed like 10 return flights back and forth which right. um, helped me massively because I could get friends to come out and fly and see me, um, my brother mm-hmm. come out to see me um, and a, a few um, family family members so um, that helped massively, it was sort of brought home closer to me and I'd get them to bring things from home and stuff like that so yeah, it just yeah, made it yeah, yeah, yeah. just way easier. Um, but living out there was good because like, I'd, I'd never been to America before I've always dreamt of going to America on holiday and I'd like never been um, I never managed to go so when someone offered me a chance to play in America I was like wow like, I'm going to wow. see LA all the things all the places yeah, I yeah, see yeah, the movies the yeah, yeah. and that I was like yeah I'm going to see them like that's going to be sick um, that, it? so yeah getting out there and then living out there was
0: mad wow man that's such as it's such a sick experience for you and it's like something that like it's a proper life experience also like you say it's like you've always wanted to go to america you've always wanted to you know go to la and that like even you talking about i'm like yeah that is sick bro it is, like it's actually sick and it's like but so so now like you're on top of the world you know you're playing at, in the mls you've had a top season played with some top players and then and then what happened then did you go back to to city yeah i
1: was i was going back to city but amongst um the loans whilst i was at um whilst i was at new york there was talks of me um actually going over to swansea which where you was at at the time um so they had a manager at the time which was like big on playing young players and stuff like that um and yeah there was conversations in and around me going there um on a permanent transfer, so I was so excited for that at the possibility of that happening um but it didn't quite materialize for whatever reason, so I just went back to city um and then the next step from there was then to look for another loan move um because during the time I was at New York, they changed manager from Pellegrini to Guardiola, I believe um mm. So it was a bit of like a transition period. So I think Guardiola already had the players that he wanted in mind for that next season. Yeah. So it was just um, it was natural for me to go back out and look for another loan. So that's what that's what I mm-hmm. done.
0: Right. Okay. 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 And then and then you went on loan, and then you, where did you go? Because you went to several loans. You went to to Rotherham, mm-hmm. and and then you went to Holland as well, didn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Rotherham I was uh... I...
0: Yeah. How were
1: them experiences for you? Rotherham, they were both good, equally as good. Like, every experience I've had, one's not been better than the, better than the other, yeah. really. Um, career-wise, yes. But when I, look, when I look at it as a whole, as an experience as a whole, I've, all, I've took, like, equal sort of benefit from each of the experiences. So, Rotherham yeah. started yeah. off unbelievable. Like, I was playing in the championship at, like, 20. So that was a massive achievement like standing football sky high. Um yeah 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 playing against top players. I think I started the first 8 games, done really well and then um every player's worst nightmare, manager gets sacked and then a new manager came in. Um so from then on I didn't play. I was just sort of trying to prove myself to the new manager, training really yeah. well every day. Um and then I managed to get myself in the team, so in the squad. Sorry, um, so I was literally on the fringes, and I just needed sort of like a break, um, but that never came. So it was just a bit unfortunate, really. And then from then back to City, and then out to Haringey.
0: But like, but like, just to go back, just to go back to that Rotherham experience, like you're playing every week, you know, you you high you high vibe, and then manager gets sacked you see that you're not playing the next week. Like, how did you handle that?
1: Uh, Sort of expected it really in a way because because it wasn't the manager that brought me into the club. Um, Often managers obviously have players in mind or players that they bring with them. Um, And obviously every manager has a certain style of play that they're looking for or a style of play that they're going to adapt when they come to the new team. So with the new manager coming in, I... I'd sort of done my homework and research on him. And then I kind of, I didn't, I didn't tell myself I'm not going to play. However, I just prepared myself for the possibility of not playing because he was sort of a manager who just opted for senior players. That's all he'd ever, do, ever done, just experienced players. And it was sort of route one football. So the exact reasons that I went to Rotherham in the first place, it was the complete opposite which the new manager was was going to bring. So. I just yeah. knew I wasn't going to play, um, but it didn't demotivate me. It was just sort of a matter of okay, let me prove myself again to this new manager mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. you now I believed in myself. Um, and yeah, that was it. Really, that was, that was the mindset, just to prove myself, which yeah. I think I did. I did,
0: and that's good. Like, it's also it's like if you got to really do continue to, to give your all, even though, like, when you feel like, oh, I'm not going to play anyway, like, a lot of players, a lot of, like, I'm, <laughs> I've done it also, where, like, you see that you're not playing on the Saturday, the team's already picked for itself, and you're like, what's the point of really working hard? What's the point of me giving my all right now? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. <laughs> it, it's difficult to kind of, like, keep your mind still focused on giving your all. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, once you've already like accepted, yeah, what's, what's actually the point? You know what I mean? And that's where, that's where, what would you say about that? Like, what would you actually, a guy that's actually going through that right now in his mind where he's like, I'm not going to play anyway. Like, what's the, what's the point of me giving my all? You just got to sort
1: of look at the bigger picture because in football, crazy things can happen. Like you can go from being in the stand for four weeks to starting against top of the league (laughs) on that next weekend (laughs) and then from that you have a good game and you don't come out of the team for 10-15 games so it's just a matter of staying prepared like literally you just have to you just have to know that anything can happen and even if it doesn't you give yourself the best chance for if an opportunity does come you're ready because if you're not ready yeah it's only it's on you. Do you know what I mean? It's not anybody Sorry. else's fault. It's on you. You mm-hmm. wasn't ready. Um, so that yeah, chance that you was moaning about and wanted so bad. And, do you know what I mean? Cussing <laughs> everyone else out yeah. about because he's playing. And, <laughs> so and then when you get your chance, you're not ready. Then you know what I mean. That's that's yeah, that's the that's, that's what you don't want to happen. So
0: nah, it's true and it's true and that's why you really do got to give it all and also like stay in the moment because like. I don't know if you felt this, but I felt this like when I went on a couple loans and that I was in my mind like saying like I'm going back to Swansea anyway. Bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm going back to Swansea yeah, yeah. anyway or, or like, if I'm not going to play here, how am I going to play at Swansea? Or mm-hmm. how am I going to play at United? Like I had big ambition. I've got big yeah, ambitions. Yeah. Like, if I play here, how am I going to play there? But it's also like, you have to realise that it's a process mm-hmm. and everybody that's at the top has gone through their own process. Everybody's journey is mm-hmm. different. And like, yeah. when, when I look back at my journey now and I'm thinking, like, I've got such high ambitions for myself. And it's like, I'm just in my mind. I'm like, I'm just focusing on, on this where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there, even at the start of the season at National here, I wasn't playing. Yeah, I wasn't even playing. And it's like, now I'm in the team because I was still giving my all. I was still giving it everything. Mm-hmm. And all I did was just let go of the why and the how. Okay. I just let go of it. I just literally let go of it. And I was just like, you know what, God, like whatever's supposed to happen is supposed to happen. And I know you're in control of my situation. I know whatever is happening to me is happening for my own good. Yeah. So like, and this conversation wouldn't be happening if, if, like I wouldn't have started this, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, mm-hmm. it's all it's all really is shaping you into that person that you need to be and everything that you're going through right now, you know, all the challenges that you're having, it's like you still have to give your all. Because if you don't give your all, like I was saying to you the other day, if you don't give your all, you're not going to give your all to your marriage. You're not going to mm-hmm. give your all to your, your kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be a knock on effect. How you do one thing is how you do everything.
1: Yeah, I agree. Crosses over big time. Um, really good. So it's really tr- traits that build you as a person and that you're going to carry with you. Like you said, um, when you get home, when you go see friends, when you go out, um, it's sort of—it's just all experiences are there to build you, aren't they? Uh, yeah. You know, they're there to be learned no, from. So, I agree.
0: But I've got then—I've th- got a question for you. So, how do you actually, you know, like separate yeah. football and your and your life? Because like, I used to come in, you know, like. If I'm not playing or something, I've had a bad game. I used to come home angry, innit? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like angry. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. you're coming home with your decks or, or you go out for dinner with the family and you're sat there like, uh. <laughs> you don't really want to be. You know what I mean? And you're coming yeah, with yeah. that energy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. how, do you actually, how did you actually handle that? Like, how do you actually go home to your family or go after you've just had a bad day or something? Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life not just talking on the pitch here i believe that life is all about growing in all areas and to guide you in your growth i've developed the on the ball mindset planner a planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are beyond the pitch this planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present by its life assessments daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more to get yours now go to ontheballmindset.com the content in this planner really did change my life, and my hope is that it changes yours too.
1: Yeah, I was the exact same as you. I'd just carry a bad day home with me, and right up until the point I went to sleep, like <laughs> I'd be vexed sleeping.
2: Like <laughs>
1: I'd actually be vexed in my sleep. I swear, bro. Like, bro, I'd be grunting a nap when I'm sleeping. Like. <laughs> just, like oh i'm not gonna lie but no honestly that was something that would just consume me so much you just take over like and again that's emotions. being able to control your emotions and that was something that i've not been able to i'm getting close to i'm getting better i'm not gonna say i've mastered it i've not mastered it yet mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i've definitely gotten better at it and it was something that i knew i had to work on just because it was just like this can't go on. There's only so much you can do until you just think like, I don't know, there's so only so much you can take and then you just have to look for. Um... So going back on one of our first questions earlier on, it was like one of the lightbulb moments for me again was carrying that, not being able to control my emotions and bringing bad emotions home with me. I'd done it for that long and i have seen the consequences of it so I was making people around me unhappy at home. Mm -hmm. Um, people were having having to be wary of how they was around me um, in case I sort of snapped or you know what I mean they didn't want to put up with my grumpiness which people shouldn't have Mm to Um, Mm -hmm. but again I had good people around me and then they made me aware um, as much as I knew I was just consumed that much by it that I couldn't get out of it because I couldn't sort of see I couldn't step back and look at the situation I was in because I was just in it I was in it too hard. So once the people around me let me know, like, "Shit, you can't, you can't be carrying on like this. Like, you need to leave work at at work and you know what I mean. Come home as you." Mm -hmm. then Once that happened, it was just like a weight off my shoulders, big time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was it was gradual. Like it didn't happen overnight.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, was there, like, a specific moment that actually made you realise, like, nah, this can't continue? Or, like, was there actually... Is, did anything actually happen for you, to be like, to be fair?
1: Uh, to be honest, a lot of things happened. It was just sort of... The main thing was arguments. I'd get into arguments all the time just because I was... <laughs> just because I was grumpy, like... It's, it sounds bad, but it's... it's some of you can't help because like you said you have you have this sort of energy inside you that you want to do so well and like when things don't go well it just turns into frustration and you know it's just sort of a competitive spirit inside me that sort of I brought home with me mm-hmm. Um but no it was just arguments at home with my loved ones and stuff like that and like you know that just that stuff just can't happen really um it just it's just not good for, obviously, yourself and, and the people around you. So it was sort of just arguing and then me not wanting to argue anymore. How do I not argue with, yeah. with people? Like, what's going to stop me from arguing with people? Um, and just being unhappy. And that was, that was it, really. That was the light bulb moment. It wasn't one specific incident. It was just a build-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And what do you actually do? Like, what do you actually do? To, what did you actually do to do that? to, to get out of that or like to, to, yeah, to get out of it? Um,
1: there's quite a few things to be honest, but one of the big things was just sort of going and and learning how to deal with whatever I was dealing with. Um, Some people sort of go out and look, and this is one thing that I did a lot actually, which I'll say whilst it's come to my mind, I would like, find a relief somehow or release. Um so if that was like I was big into DJing at the time, so I DJ a lot and then
2: Oh yeah
1: that that yeah, yeah. that sort of lift my mood back up and I wouldn't be down in that in that frustrated mood for for any longer. Do you know what I mean? I sort of come out of it and then I'd be back to normal or mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna say I went round the block for a walk or counted to ten, which couldn't be good for you. Definitely, mm-hmm. but I didn't do that. It was just more of DJing. I'm um, just looking for things that I liked. Really, um, going out and doing things, so I wasn't sat in the house and like just going mad. You know what I mean? Just inside yeah, four yeah. walls, and just get outside and go cinema. Just do your everyday things. Really, That just took my mind off of football.
0: Nah, it's uh, so it's so interesting. You're saying that because it's like it. Like I'm like now going back to to my things, and it's like. Like I used to like, for example, go gambling, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to go out on a night out just all yep. the time, drink. Mm-hmm. Like that used to be my escape. And that, that used to make me, like in my mind, that used to be like, yeah, this is making me feel better. Yeah, But yeah, all it was doing was making my life worse. Absolutely. You know, right. and that's why with me, there was actually a specific moment. And the specific right. moment was when I, yeah, when I lost my fiance now. Okay. When I lost Bella. And that's when it was actually like, it clicked where it was like, now I really do need to figure out what I want in my life. Mm -hmm. And I started to like, sort of write my stuff down. And I started to write down like, I started to write down like, what do I want in my life? Yeah. Who do I I actually want to be? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the sort of questions that I was asking myself. And that's what kind of like woke me up. And that was like, yeah, now I'm actually gonna to start to live like that person. I'm starting to gonna to start to be that person. And like every decision that I make is gonna come from that place. And like mm-hmm. all of us, and all of a sudden, like I'm not really going out drinking anymore. And I'm not really yeah. going gambling anymore because my mm-hmm. focus is somewhere different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's why like when you're, when you're talking about it, it's like, it's like a lot of stuff's coming back to my mind and it's like, um, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that was my light
1: bulb moment. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I think me and you are very, very similar in a lot of ways and we've had similar um life experiences, haven't we? So
2: yeah.
1: that one that yeah. you just mentioned with your fiance, I can relate to that also. Um and like the things where you went out and stuff like that. I think I've done that myself, definitely. And I think it's a, it's what a lot of young people do, like it's just just what the friends are doing or it's what people around them are doing. Um, So I think your circle, who you hang around with, is is massive. And that's something I heard a lot playing football. It was like, share your circle, share mindful of your circle. Did you get that?
0: Bro, you know what's crazy? Like your whole life as a footballer, you're getting your circle, your circle, this. So you're looking at your friends and you're like, they're not bad people. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not. Like, what, why do you keep saying my circle? My circle, what do you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's actually mad actually well. you And it used to get me angry. It's like the people, how are you going to... And, and I do what I want to do. They don't mm-hmm. control me. You mm-hmm. know, like, then that part comes in and it's like, I do what I want to do. They don't yeah. make me make a decision. But, but yeah. now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, wow, like, what they're saying is right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're actually fully... The average of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah, I believe that. I, even if I you look that. at your circle now, it's like you—you mm-hmm. you really are the five people that you you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. So, like, when I'm looking at my circle, I'm like, yeah, that's that's actually me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? And, it's, and it's actually weird. It's weird you say that because it's like, it's true. It is. It really is true. And like back in the day, like the coaches would like. And so many people would say that to me. And that how how was that for you? Like, did you think the same as well?
1: Yeah, I was baffled, mate. Like, you don't even know my friends. This was my reaction. Like, you don't even know my (laughs) friends. Like, do you know what I mean? You've never seen... You've you've barely seen any of my friends. How do you know? But they must have knew by the things I was getting up to or how I was behaving, what kind of people I must have had around me. Or... Mm. You know, they must have knew from their own experience, or they've seen hundreds of kids before come before me. So I must have had similar characteristics or traits as, as somebody like they've seen before. So they was able to recognize that. You know, I don't think his friends are are the best for him. Not that the bad people. And this was the thing that I couldn't get my head around. It was sort of telling me, watch out for your friends. But I automatically um, associated that with them thinking that the bad people. So that would make me angry when really that's not what they were saying. Um, they no. were just saying, you know, the career path in which you're on, you know, requires a certain level of um, discipline from not only you, like the people around you, like they have to have discipline as well. Otherwise, you're going to be led astray or temptations going to come into it. You know what I mean? If they're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, would have been a lot easier if they just told me that I would have been like, okay, I get it do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you actually would have got it? Do you think you actually would have got it back then?
1: I probably still would have I, I probably still would have just fought on you better, in it. Like, I'm not gonna lie I would have probably fought but I would have had a better chance of understanding um, <laughs> but, you know, that's how it goes innit? people don't really have the time I guess, to just I don't know, be giving you life, life lessons like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, like, this is actually something that we spoke about the other day. It's like, do you feel like, do you feel like they, they should give more attention to it? You know what I mean? Because like, as coaches, obviously they have the responsibility for, for you know, like, coaching the team. Mm-hmm. But do you think like, also like, for the guys that are going through things, Do you think they should be also, like, a club should actually facilitate that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think self-development, I think, should be incorporated in football, definitely. Um, Although football can teach you a lot of life lessons, and, like, there's a lot to be taken from football that can translate into everyday life, um, Mm. a lot of the times, you're not aware of those lessons that are going on. But if somebody's to actually sit you down and teach you them, you know you can become aware of those lessons and recognise them when they're happening, um, or avoid certain situations. Um, and there is there is the odd coach here and there that sort of do give you that um, teaching in life and stuff like that. Um, but for the for the most part, they're just there sort of to just focus on the football side of things, aren't they? But as you know, and as we spoke about, like you said, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Being a, a good footballer and a good person um, is what makes top top players, top people.
0: It's, it's true. Like even when you look back at all the the, the top players and everything, and, and the players that you played with, it's like they're top players, but also they're good guys. Like they're also like like what makes what for me what makes a top person is if they're amazing on the football pitch, but also amazing with the family Mm -hmm. and also amazing to the wife and also amazing to the children, you know, like that for me, because you can also, you can be the most amazing person or the most amazing player. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if, if, if your marriage is a shambles, like how does that then make, you know what I mean? Like that's where, Mm -hmm. like, I have a lot more respect and, and, like, admiration for players that actually have their whole life together, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I agree, because it's, like... It depends how deep you want to look at it, but if you actually think about it and you, you analyse what we're talking about, what we're saying there, it's, like, if you're treating people wrong at home, with you treating people wrong, you're going to be arguing, you're going to be falling out with people, um... Mm. You're going to be breaking up with your missus, arguing with your mates. And all that comes from that is stress. Yeah, The only thing that comes from it is stress. So you can't tell me a stressed footballer or a player who's stressed on the pitch is going to perform to his, his maximum or his best of his capability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. So if you think that you can just be a great footballer and then go home and do whatever you want and treat people bad, then... Just from what I just said then, from that one example, that, you know, if you're not good to people at home, you're going to be getting in arguments and getting stressed. That just goes to show you how it doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, it's just going to hold you back. Because more than likely, you're taking that into football and then, you know, you're getting into problems at football before you know it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And you're not performing to your top. and And it's also your... You're going to have your arguments with the coaches. You're going to tell the coaches to shut up. You're going to, you know, you're going to get sent in from training. Mm, and that's the sort of thing. And it's, and it's like, you know, like in football, it's like, there's so many ups and downs. Like it's literally just up and down, up and down, up and down. So your emotions are also going up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, like one time you're making a new contract and you're on top of the world. The next you fa- you can't get a you're like struggling to get a club mm. or like one week you're performing you're the top and the next week you're not in the team
2: Yeah,
0: like it's just like there's so much like there's so much like ups and downs like how did how did how do you actually manage it all?
1: Um, Earlier on in my career it was just like I was all over the place I was a shambles like my most because I because I've been progressed so well from a young age I never really had to face setbacks or disappointment, literally from nine up until 19, 20. For me, having to deal with disappointment was just a shock to the system. So, um, for an example, uh, not playing at Rotherham was the first time I didn't play on a loan. So that was a new experience for me. And it was just like, how do I deal with this? I've never had to deal with it before how the hell am i going to deal with it and so sort of i was just going off instinct really or i don't know maybe uh, maybe just the life experiences up until that point was what mm-hmm. led me to react the way i did um which a lot of the time wasn't positive and i think that's where life comes into football a lot and I don't know, I found out who I really was when, when I was faced with difficult times because I think when things are going well, you know, everyone's the best guy in the world and you can, you know, you're happy. Like, do you know what I mean? There's nothing bad to be said about you. Everyone loves you, you're happy. Um, you don't question yourself at all. But then when you're faced with difficult challenges, that's when I think, you, you know, who you really are gets put to the test. And then mm-hmm. that just showed me that I needed a lot of work doing on myself mentally because up until that point my technical ability had just got me to where i was there was sort of yeah. not much mental side in, involved because it's not really meant it's not mental doesn't come into it when you're doing well i don't believe it's like you just you're happy and um uh, you know things are just flying but like I said, when I was faced with a difficult time, my mental side was just not good enough because my reactions wasn't good enough and uh, my emotions just got the better of me. So from them, from them times there, I just knew that okay, I've got the ability that's you know there. It's that that will help, but I need now the mental side to match it. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And and what like it's it's actually crazy. Like now you're talking about this, it's like. Because at City, you know, you were always playing the higher age groups. Yeah. You were playing for England. You were you were like Shea was like the man. You were like the man. And like when I'm like, um, how do you call it? Comparing it to my career, like yeah. I was like faced with disappointment from 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 kind of from kind of early because United yeah. like always bought, also bought players in my position. Yeah. So it was like Mats Dali, I don't know if you remember, Adnan Yanuza, you know, they would, mm-hmm. they would come in and you know, they're going to play. Yeah. And I was like, at, at, at 16, I was like, "Ras, I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm going into the youth, you know, I'm like, oh my days, I'm not playing. But also how, and, and it's like, it's also, I had my dad, mm-hmm. you know, like I had my dad to kind of go to and, and the guy that was kind of like my, my I spoke to him about everything and he obviously experienced everything. Yeah. And with that, like made it not easier, but like it made it in a way that was like, he was relatable so I can like speak to him about experiences. Mm-hmm. And like, in my sense, that's like, I'm, I feel so blessed and, and actually lucky to have that
2: you know, yeah, in my career. And, yeah.
0: and it's like, but, but, but for your example, like, you know, playing all these times, you know, you're playing and then now suddenly you're at Rotherham in the championship and you're like hit yeah. with not playing and how you're saying you, you you handled that. It's like, what are you doing now to get your mind right? To get your mind like focused and also like aware of situations that you're actually in?
1: Yeah, it was just, uh, what I'm doing now is just... Uh sort of obviously just adapting the positive lifestyle, positive mindset, positive, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, all about positive actions. um, And I think that's what helps me now. But leading up until today, you know, all the experiences that I experienced before that and all the uh, journey through self-development, has obviously led me to this point of being able to be in a place now where I can I can handle any setback. Like, there's no I actually enjoy setbacks now. It's weird to wow. actually say it, but it's like I actually like a setback. I like coming back from an injury and being better. And now nah, I'll be back straight in the team. Like, I'm give it two games. I'm back in that team. Like, so literally the moment I get an injury now use that as an example, I'm like, I'm not even stressing about that injury. It's just like, oh, okay, that's part of the journey. I've been there before um, and I've reacted wow. badly before. I know how. I know the road, where the road of reacting badly to this situation goes. So I'm not going to do that. So now, accept the injury, bam, straight in the gym. I'm motivated. And yeah, it's just like a chance for a, a bigger comeback in it, like a setback, minor setback, big comeback. So well, Do just, you feel
0: like, do you feel like you like, Love a challenge.
1: Yeah, I do. And it's strange that you asked me that question because I always thought that. I was told from young at City, yeah, like, you're, you're a big occasion player. Like, when you get given a big challenge, you step up. And, like, a lot of players can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I do. Because you, you, believe, you believe what you hear. Do you know what I mean? If you hear it enough, you start to actually believe, like, what you're hearing. And it becomes yeah. who you are, so that works in the, in, a, in a negative way as well. Um, but I was hearing a lot of like good positive stuff at a certain time um regarding challenges, but then when I left those sort of people, those people weren't around me anymore, and I was left to like my own device in the real world, real football world, and I didn't have that support system of that coach telling me like you can you can do anything or you can rise to this challenge, you're the best and that. I began to doubt yeah, myself and then, like, when a challenge came, I was like, yeah. Like I wasn't ready in it or I was inconsistent. Sometimes I'd meet the challenge, sometimes I'd just fail terribly. Mm-hmm. There was no in-between mm-hmm. with me. It was either I played unbelievable or I played terrible. And, like, I never had to deal with that up until, like, 20 because I was so consistent throughout, throughout all that time. But I think it, really comes from had those people to like just reinforce my beliefs and like, you know what I mean, just give me positive reinforcements. As soon as I didn't have that, I was just left to my own devices. And like I said, my own mental state, I think, through growing up, just from a child, it wasn't one that although I looked confident and I knew I was good, I didn't truly believe in myself and like there was doubt somewhere deep. Do you know what I mean? Somewhere deep in me there was doubt and then that would start to come out. Um, mm. But now I've obviously managed to get back on that track of positive reinforcements, affirmations are a big part of my like daily lifestyle now. Um, and I just think building that um, that auto-suggestion in your head, so what, just like the chimp in your head, You, I know you know about the chimp and you, you studied the chimp. Yeah. And, Like that, but that voice in your head that tells you you can't. Mine only says positive things to me now, and I make sure that nothing bad comes in my head. Like it just cannot. I can't say I can't be penetrated like negatively in my mind. I can, but it won't be there for for more than two, three seconds. You know what I mean? Whereas before, Mm -hmm. I was coming home from football and having 24 hours stress. Now I have three seconds of stress. So it's just like. (laughs)
0: It's, it's my, my, i hear you
1: bro i hear my, you bro
0: it's it's crazy and it's like now you're talking it's like at the end of the day it's all just perspective it's mm-hmm. all just how you actually see it you mm-hmm. know like how do you see a challenge like how do you see the injury that you have right now like how do you actually see the experience that you are experiencing right now Mm-mm. you know like like now now you're talking about um about this situation, it's like, yeah, man, it's actually, it's actually it's mad what, what a footballer actually goes through. You know, all these emotions that we actually experience. It's like from a young age though. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're exposed to it from a young age. Like that's like you it's in your routine. It's, mm-hmm. in it, it's in it, And it's like that that that's really has shaped you into who you are right now. And it's like all them experiences and that you're having it's like it's made you you right now and it's like where you are right now you know you're at walsall and like what do you what do you think separates the players at the top and the people where you're playing with now not to disrespect the players that you're playing with right now obviously it's like it's it's more of the fact of obviously you get it's where they are in their career Mm. Yeah,
1: everyone mm-hmm. has their own path, don't they? Like, everyone has their own journey. Yeah. So it's difficult to sort of com- compare to a certain extent. But one thing that stands out for me and from what you're all about, obviously, mindset, you know, my, mindset coach as you are, um, it's mindset. It's nothing to do with ability. Like, ability will get you... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what ability will get you. It will get you so far, but then, you know, there become a time where things get tough, things get hard, and that separates the top, top guys from the people who are in the lower divisions and out of the game. Like We know people who are out of the game with the ability mm. to play in the Premier League, so how does that happen? Do you know what I mean? And it all boils down to how mentally strong are you Are How mentally aware are you of what's going on around you or your own emotions? And um, mm. that's the big thing for me because I've got players in my team that I know can play higher. To use myself as an example, I know I can play higher. I will play higher again. But yeah. in order for me to get there, I have to keep up this this mental strength that I've got now. It's not something that you can just, oh, I do it for a month and then I go back to how it was before. No, because it, it, it's... Uh, it's a way of life, it's consistency, like, you have to, a big thing in football is building trust, as you know, if a manager can't trust you, you're finished. Do you know what I mean? And, not being able to trust you, ability is one thing, like, everybody can make mistakes and you'll be forgiven for that, but, mental, not being able to trust you, Can he trust
0: you to give you 100%, yeah, can he trust you when the things aren't going well that you're still going to follow your man, or you're still going to, Make that, make that last itch tackle or that last yeah. itch run back. It's like mm-hmm. them sort of things that you don't even think about that you're now like aware of, you know what I mean? And it's it's big, yeah. it's big, huge, it's, it's massive. And it's like, now it's like, now it's got me thinking also. It's like, you have to set yourself up for that success. Mm-hmm. You know, like how you start your day is how you're going to, is how you're going to, like live live out that day. Like if you're waking up in the day and you're like, like for example, how I used to wake up at Swansea was like, get out of bed, brush my teeth, boom, in the whip, gone. <laughs> and you're coming in, you're coming yeah. in in the, the change room and you're like, rushed, you're like, oh, I made it, oh, yeah. Boots on, oh. boots on, and it's like, yeah, yeah, All right. I'm going to breakfast. Oh, I'm late. Oh, sorry guys. Huh? You know, you're coming in that rush, rushed energy, bro. People don't want to be yeah. around that for one. The coaches, coaches are like, this guy is not serious. You know, you're already coming in with that energy, but when you've actually prepared your day with like, that's why I actually come out with the on the ball mindset planner to really set yourself up for that success. Cause it's like, you got to start your day off with, with what you're grateful for. What are you grateful for in this moment? And I write down like what I'm grateful for. And sometimes I've got three things. Sometimes I've got 10 things, but it's like starting off with that, what you're really grateful for in this moment in your life. And, and what do you want from that day? Like, what do you want to have that day? Like, they're sort, of, sort of things that you need to set yourself up. You can't just live live and wake up and live your life by accident.
1: No, I agree. Definitely can't do that. I've done that. It doesn't work you out.
0: You can't it do that. Work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's what the biggest people do. And that's what everybody should be doing. So if you've not already done it, get your mindset plans now.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got mine
0: yeah that's what I love that I love that but bro it was so good to talk to you today man and I know like people have definitely learned from your experiences and also I'm wishing you just all the best in your career and i always going to be a part of it also to, to push you and to to be there and and I'm just happy that you came on here today to show you to share your experiences bro Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways, and any questions.